there, I'm Leah Ben Miller, the worship leader of the local church, and you're listening to the local church podcast featuring the messages from our Sunday liturgy. The local church is a bold, inclusive faith community based in Chatham County, North Carolina, and our mantra is our mission, love where you are. We gather for affirming, anchoring, and empowering worship every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. at Woods Charter School and online via Facebook Live and YouTube. No matter where you find yourself physically, spiritually, or emotionally, you belong at the local church. And we're so glad you're here. Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself and all the scriptures. As they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took the bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. This is the word of God for all of God's creation. Thanks be to God. You are the Lord Almighty, outshining all the stars in glory. Your love is like the wildest ocean, and oh, nothing else compares. It is truly a joy to be with you all this morning. Welcome to those online as well. As Haley said, I'm a friend of the local church. I live here in the neighborhood and have gotten to know several of you, especially over the Holy Week season and the services we did there. Here at the local church, we hope that you are affirmed in your belovedness, made in the image of God anchored in that identity and how you experience God here in this place, and empowered by God's Holy Spirit to love where you are. Our mission is our mantra, love where you are. A special welcome to those online as well. As Brent emailed yesterday and last week, and Catherine began last week, we are in a series called Embrace the Awkward. And I'm going to read this description for you that Brent posted. Embrace the Awkward is a series about leaning into the absurdity of the post-resurrection life that Jesus calls us to. When we're met with the good news of resurrection and all that it means for creation and for us, it can catch us off guard. It can make us uncomfortable, and it can leave us, well, disoriented. 
But in story after story throughout scripture, we find that in those places of greatest discomfort and unease, we are introduced to transformation. And that is our hope, that as we embrace the awkward, that we learn more about who God is and how much we are loved. So please won't you join me as I pray for the beginning of our time together. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be glorifying to you. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer, amen. The church in her infinite wisdom gives us six whole weeks to slowly unpack the joy of Easter season. And frankly, we need that time, don't we? To really sort of sit in the mystery that is the resurrection of our Savior. And this morning, we're going to embrace the awkward in the awkward pace of love. God's pace is a slow walk. It is this walk to Emmaus that we are finding ourselves in in this very long reading from Luke that we started last week with Catherine. That slow pace of presence and then we'll get to a slow meal or where, where we will recline together. Did you know that the average human being walks at the pace of about three miles per hour? In the book, Three Mile Per Hour God, theologian Kosuke Koyama was riveted by the pace of the way Jesus walked from town to town, and grew the ministry of the kingdom of God. He says, God walks slowly because he is love. If he is not love, he would have gone much faster. Love has its speed. It is an inner speed. It is a spiritual speed. It is a different kind of speed from the technological speed to which we are all accustomed. And I believe that this is because God's infinite and perfect love for all is not based on a transaction. It is a relationship. It is relational, not transactional. And therefore, it is slow. And that can be very hard and awkward, especially when we look at our lives outside of this time here together. It is countercultural to be slow. (laughs) We live in a world where time is money, right? Time is money. My accolades, my identity, my value and worth are linked up with a quick response online and social media. I save time by making quick snap judgments about people, don't I? Don't we? 
And yet, if we enter a pace that is the pace of love, we're called to something very, very different. The story we began last week and continue today is the walk to Emmaus. I know that most Bibles call it the road to Emmaus, but I really want us to focus on those seven miles. The gentle pace that you would take on a walk with a grieving or confused friend is the pace I would like for you to imagine. Because you see, friends, when we see these two disciples, they are walking confused and tearful. And we know what that pace looks like, don't we? Last week, Catherine shared with us that we can learn from the awkward teachers in those awkward moments. And there's a couple other details I want us to imagine this morning about these two people in particular. The Walk to Emmaus story, as Luke says, is two disciples, but it doesn't say that it's two men. Early church tradition holds that this is actually the same person that is listed in John 19 at that resurrection story, and it's Mary of Clopas, wife of Clopas. She is actually the named disciple. So most often, it is interpreted in church tradition that this is a married couple, that they were in Jerusalem, the Messiah that they had been following and were his disciples, they watched him brutally murdered. They've heard rumors of his body disappearing. They've heard rumors that he's been seen, but they don't know this for sure. Friends, that is the pace that we're walking on this walk to Emmaus. And in that pace of being present, when we don't always know exactly what to say, <laughs> it says that Jesus came near. Remember, Catherine reminded us that those teachers, they respond to the Holy Spirit and they come near with a presence that walks at a pace of love. So on this seven-mile journey, Jesus begins to recount the long history. Beginning with Moses and all of the prophets, he interpreted for, interpreted for them the relationship of God's love to his people. That, my friends, is a two-and-a-half-hour-long Bible study from the greatest Bible teacher of all time. And yet, they don't know who they're walking with. Slow has such a negative connotation for us, doesn't it? Slowness is incredibly uncomfortable. Most of my daily interactions surround, uh, are, are surrounded by comments like, come on kids, let's hurry up, your carpool's here. Or, like I said, those snap judgments that we make. But what 
does it look like for us to become people of the slow presence? To move at the pace of love, this three-mile-an-hour God pace throughout our daily interactions. I've slowly been learning what this can look like to come alongside someone who is grieving or having a rough day and just listen. Listening and being present to those doubts. As Rajiv shared two weeks ago, those awkward moments when we don't have answers to the questions and we sit in the space of mystery. That can be so uncomfortable. And yet, it is the pace of love. But let's not forget, this awkward teaching teacher passing the miles with them is the word made flesh, but he has been hidden from their understanding. And this is a mystery, and we don't really know why it takes them the whole seven miles. Maybe it's because they needed to process their grief, their confusion, their questions. As we read in verses 28 and 29, they came near the village to which they were going, and he walked on ahead as if he was going past. But they urged him strongly, saying, stay with us, because it's almost evening, and the day is almost over. And he came in with them. Jesus doesn't impose himself on this couple. He waits for them, for the invitation. He's been walking alongside of them, practicing the presence of his love, God's love. That three-mile-an-hour God whose love is vast and infinite and is filled with prevenient grace, the grace that is given before we even knew we needed it. It is all there in that pace of love and presence. And as Brent emailed with yesterday in his invitation, we're invited into this Easter life to see the wholeness and the purpose of a life with God. Relationship, not transaction. The so slow pace of love that is presence and is also a meal. I'd like to share this piece of art. There are several paintings that Rembrandt did called The Road to Emmaus. And this is one of my favorites. As you'll notice, it's very dark, first of all. Sorry, that's Rembrandt. Um, but Jesus is in the foreground, right? And then you have Clopas sitting in the light, listening to him speaking. And then, I don't know if you can notice, but in the background, there's a woman. And I like to imagine Mary taking the bread out of the clay pot that she would have been using to make the bread for the meal that they're about to share together. The scene is deeply intimate, isn't it, friends? It reminds us of those quiet mornings where we light a candle and have a sweet conversation with our beloved. 
and it evokes a sense of presence that conveys that peaceful and infinite love. And then the word recline is there. Isn't that such a great word? Jesus reclines with them. Remember, they've just been walking for seven miles. They're still not sure who he is. They still don't have the answers to whether the Messiah is actually the Messiah. Is the kingdom of God actually? And he reclines with them at a slow meal. And this is the same meal, friends, that we come to each week. In verse 30, we read, it was as Jesus reclined at the table with him that he took the bread and he blessed it and he broke it and he gave it to them. It is yet again that same meal that he shared at the Last Supper, the same meal that we're invited to this morning our time at the table is called Eucharist. It is a Thanksgiving dinner. And if we're honest, Thanksgiving meals may be the only ones that we actually recline at in our culture, right? We don't do a lot of reclining meals, sitting around and just being in each other's presence with food. But one thing I love about the local church, you all do your local tables. So if you haven't ever done one of those, I wanna encourage you to do that. There's something about being together in community and sharing a meal and reclining at table together. So we, like Clopas and Mary, come here this morning and offer our just came back from out of town scraps, right? Our questions, our doubts, our ponderings, our wonderings, our disappointments, our love, our joys. And we walk down this aisle here with our hands open and we receive the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ at this slow meal at the table where all are welcome and called beloved. And then friends, this is the part that gets a little, I don't know, jarring. In that instance, Jesus disappears. A little strange, maybe, right? It's a little awkward, right? But I believe that he disappears because they then go out and are the presence that he has just demonstrated to them. They then go back to Jerusalem to proclaim the good news of Christ's resurrection, that they have seen him and they have partaken in the body and blood of Jesus Christ. And then they go out and they become that in the world that doesn't know yet. And friends, like us, we have received that bread of life and we're compelled to go out then from this space 
And we're going out into the world and we're going to be those witnesses to proclaim the good news of God's love. And how can I challenge you all this week to experience some of this slow-paced three-mile-an-hour God in your community? Maybe it looks like taking a slow walk with someone that the Holy Spirit has placed on your heart. Maybe it looks like having a reclining meal at table. Maybe it looks like waiting in a longer line at the grocery store or taking that longer path with your car friends and chatting a little bit longer than you normally would. I don't know what it looks like for you, but the three-mile-an-hour God who loves you infinitely longs to spend those moments with you and for you to go and love where you are. So let's embrace the awkward. I have this final picture because I love it. It's a snail. <laughs> Snails are, well, they're kind of awkward, <laughs> right? But we need them for our gardens to thrive. We need them to remind us that moving slowly allows us to be present to the pace that God moves. Amen. If you love what you hear, share this episode or send it to someone who could use a little good news this week. We'd also love for you to leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. It's an easy way to share the love. You can learn more about the local church at our website, growlocal.church, or just come see us one week. Thanks for listening and love where you are.